Hey, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Dan and the Creators. <laughs> Today, our special creator guest is my friend, Sage Duval. Sage is a Nashville-based drummer and instructor. Please welcome Sage. What's up, dog? What's up, man? Dude, glad you're here. Glad we made it happen. I'm stoked to be one of one of Dan's many, many creators. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not my creator. Uh, I mean, hey. <laughs> my friend, though. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. God powers yeah. already. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, what's up, man? Ah, uh, dude. Man, not much. We were literally talking about a bunch of stuff, and my head is swimming. But more so, we were talking about shifting gears from house mode to interview mode or whatever yeah and trying to stay busy through all this craziness dude yeah it's definitely like it's it's a wild one how is this um how how do you find yourself adapting i mean uh just like anyone else i guess i mean i'm trying for me it's like it's all perspective like it's thinking about i don't know trying to find the positives like i'm 27 now so when i think about like even when i was a kid if this had been happening like global pandemic before this, like, you know, all this, you know, like social media, FaceTime, remote recording, remote working stuff, it's be so much harder. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just keeping a good attitude and just trying to see all the, see all the good, you know, all the, all the good and all this stuff. And for me, it's cool too. Cause I, I, I write at home and I, I, you know, I, I track drums at home and all that stuff. So it's just a good time to focus and get a lot done. Dig in. Yeah. Is there something that you, that you've, um, I don't want to say put off in a negative way, but just something maybe you haven't had the opportunity to make time for that you find yourself making more time for now that you're, we're all stuck at home. Yeah. So for me, <laughs> it was like a bunch of things cause I'm so scatterbrained. <laughs> and also I, I'm, you know, I think like probably most of us, like I try to spend a little time at home, like normally. Yeah. So just cause my head is always all over the place. So I don't know, for me, it's been like, I feel like, well, for one, teaching at home, like, it's been something I haven't made enough time for. Uh, you know, I, I give a lot of lessons through, um, um, like, you know, like FaceTime, Skype and all that. And I've, it's given me the opportunity, you know, to not only hone my sort of teaching method, but also, uh, you know, I've gotten to teach more people. I connected with a couple more students out in um, uh, California and a few places like that. And that's been awesome. Um but also just like learning how to record better and stuff. Cause I'm really not the best at that. And it's something that I, I feel like I kind of, uh, I, uh, I've, I've convinced myself that I'm more experienced at, <laughs> I think over the last year. So it's been good to really focus down on that and spend yeah, hours and hours and hours figuring out all that stuff, miking and all that. Dude. And that's like, I mean, good fucking luck. That's, that is a deep, deep ocean. <laughs> yeah just... it's, i mean it can overwhelm you quick and suddenly days go by but the thing is that's kind of what i need right now right? i need something i can you know i can kind of get lost in <laughs> dude how sick would it be if like if if the strain of money and things like that could be alleviated how exciting would it be for everyone else who's in this situation for us to think what's that what is one or two what are those one or two things that we've always wanted to become really good at and yeah how can we become great at them? You know, it's kind of a fun prospect. Yeah. I made a list like when this whole thing started, cause obviously, you know, I'm still working and stuff at home as well, but like I made a list of things that like I didn't always have time for that now I should be, you know, trying to, you know, like mm. advantage of. And most of it ended up being drum stuff <laughs> that I wanted to do, but 
Uh, <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> yeah, basic. I mean, pretty much. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah cool. I mean, that's now, pretty much what we all are on here. I am Lord of the Nerds, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Nerd and the creators. <laughs> yeah. Nerd and the nerds. <laughs> I love it. All us nerds. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let me ask you something because I did think of this for like two seconds and it probably has no significance whatsoever. But when you made your list, did you write it down or did you type it? I typed it. See, I that's I'm used to writing on my computer now. My handwriting has completely just gone to crap. <laughs> oh, dude, me too. But I to write everything. I mean, I, I mean, I yeah. I mean, I don't. I've gotten to the point now where I feel like I, like I have a whiteboard in my basement that I write down like rudiments and stuff I want to use, and that's pretty much the only time I handwrite anything these days. So you're like sheet music writing skills, eighth notes, sixteenth notes, quarter notes, beautiful, but words. No, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> how it is. I can draw shapes basically and uh, straight lines. So that is, dude. Music doesn't work out. You guys be a kindergarten teacher. Yeah, exactly. For like maybe thirty minutes of the day, though. <laughs> yeah, for pretty much. Yeah, a couple hours in me. <laughs> dude, I love it. Oh yeah, like I have. So I, a few years back, when I was like assisting at a studio with a buddy. Uh, I just is like a very much like your 10,000 hours, like just absorbing information. So I was taking notes all the time. Mm. And I like, I still happen to have the notebook that I got when I moved to Nashville. And it is amazing to see the degradation in my handwriting. (laughs) Just slowly going down. I mean, yeah, it was like bad, but now it's just so much worse <laughs> yeah we don't we just don't need it nowadays i mean not not we don't need it but we just don't need it as much like i don't know it's kind of sad too because i know a couple people my uh sister actually is one of them where like their handwriting is like beautiful but like and i always want that but it's just it's not something i practice i mean actually that's what i should be doing right now i should be getting i should be practicing that on board i don't know about all that <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself. Have yeah. your sister Lisa Frank your uh, papers for school. Yeah, exactly. I just have her do it. <laughs> I ever do, you know, like basically everything else for me at this point. <laughs> <laughs> What's one more thing? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's actually something. Like, obviously, you guys are older, but that's cool that you're still like, it's fun for you to live with your sister. Like, I, I don't think most people can do that. Yeah. Well, she's, I mean, speaking of, you know, like creative people, she's, I mean, She's a year older than me, but she's always been, she's a painter. She's, you know, like a makeup artist. And obviously, you know, coffee has been her thing. And those are also my things, <laughs> art and coffee. So I don't know, just find people that you click with. We've been, that's so, that's so cool, though, because yeah. it's rare that people get on, get on with their siblings that well, especially as you get older, because you change, right? Like when you're a little kid and you're forced to hang out. Maybe you fight, but maybe you play because you have to like that. I mean, my kids play because they have no choice. Right. Um, yeah. But it's like there's a definitely a stark difference between people who like or maybe not stark difference, but there's definitely a, people who drift closer together and then further apart. And it's cool to see that you guys are closer. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and also like it's been I mean, it's like that with any family relationship. I mean, obviously, when me and her kids, you play outside and do a bunch of stuff and i think at one point i even used to she used to play with dolls and i would play dolls with her <laughs> and uh awesome and then uh you know and then you, you grow apart and doing different stuff and i would be touring more and then you know you start to like value that relationship the older you get the longer it's around it's cool yeah 
That is cool. And we've, really cool. we've lived what four different states. I mean, together now. I've lived I've lived in two different states now with you. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Because I met I met us. you down in uh, I think it was Revolution Live, Fort Lauderdale. You were playing with some band. It was a long is time that, ago. Now. That's not when we met, is it? I feel Revolution? like it was. I I know I used to come to your show because I was. People listening might not know this, but I was a huge fan of you. <laughs> And I mean, still am, but I was a big fan of everything you were doing. And I used to come to your shows and I think that's how I met you. I think I just came up to you after your show and was like, dude, that was sick. Dude, I love that. I love that we're friends in spite of you <laughs> liking my music. Yeah, because it's been, I've been, yeah, you think you've been in like two or three bands now that I've been a fan of. You're always doing cool stuff. Oh, thanks. You're too kind. You too, <laughs> my friend. Yeah. I mean, we've, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think. That was I, I probably met you a little bit just before you moved here because you've been in Nashville for five or six years now. Yeah, five years. Um, yeah, I guess so. I, I've All of that is kind of a blur for me because I, I feel like once I finally feel – once you got up here, I feel like we became friends yeah. kind of instantly, which is cool. Yeah. We ended up living close and kind of in the same circles. Yeah, hey, for all you stalkers out there, we live in Donaldson. Yeah. It's an area in Nashville. Uh, come, uh, how do they say? Cash me outside yeah. or whatever. Cash me outside. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause, this and, is spiraling quickly. <laughs> yeah. And it's also, it's weird too, because when, like, I feel like when you moved, it's hard to figure out, like, when you moved, because you were touring a lot. And the same for me. Like, I think I came up here and was staying with some other people, like, on and off tour. And then, like, when I moved to Nashville, it's kind of blurry to me. Yeah, like somewhere between this month and this month, you know, which is so interesting how we recall things, because I mean, that I, from what I remember, didn't you kind of transition here? Like because you were either in and out of tours or back and forth with who you were staying with at the time or whatever. It's like you kind of lived here, but you kind of still lived in Florida. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you like I dream of Jeannie like head bopped here or something. Yeah, for sure. I don't even. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Like, I don't even really remember the process. It's, I mean, if someone were to ever ask me, like, you know, I don't even I, somehow there was just like a house that like I knew was for rent. And I was like I was staying in Green Hills uh, in Nashville, which is, you know, a west side of Nashville. And then like, yeah, I don't know. I think, oh, you know what it was actually it goes back to my sister she got i was living here on and off tour and she got a job offer up here and so it just kind of worked out because she was like hey you're in nashville i kind of want to move in nashville and i was like let's just live in nashville <laughs> i think that's kind of oh, what happened stick. so i just kind of ended up staying which was super convenient because i love it <laughs> and I, tons of cool people here so i was like hey i'll just hang <laughs> that's gotta be so fun though you're like well all my stuff is you know 1200 miles away but i guess i'll live here yeah so dude it was actually funny because like I had, uh, I didn't even have like my main drums or cymbals up here for a while. Like they were at my parents' house in Florida and I was using a kit for this band I was touring with. And then I moved in and I was just like scrapping together loose drums from like friends' houses and stuff for the first couple months. And I didn't even have any of my stuff. It was super weird. And eventually I took a trip back home and like grabbed, I just like robbed my parents' house of everything <laughs> and threw it in a car and camp here. <laughs> but yeah it was kind of a kind of a very subtle transition yeah that's cool so let me ask you something so in that transition like so one of the things i admire about your playing like as a drummer is your kind of tactile like 
anytime I, ha- I have you play drums on a project that we're working on or whatever, it's always like, let's do weird things. And I'm sorry. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, yeah, no, let's put like a symbol on this drum yeah. or let's, you know, it not weird things like putting crystal in like a blunt or anything, but like, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> really I've been watching Breaking Arnold Bad. Now. Don't hold it against me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, like, so is did like have you always been that way where you were like i mean i saw you do put a video on your instagram shout out uh the other day where you were using like a saw blade on something like what oh, yeah yeah um it was sick yeah i think um i mean i think it that kind of like approach to drumming came about just because like well first of all i was self-taught for a long time and then um i think like when i kind of got more into like you know, professional, I guess, drumming or whatever, you know, to the point where I was being paid for it and stuff. Like, you start to, you compare yourself to other drummers you're playing, you know, like, I remember I played uh, some music festival up in uh, Delaware at some point, and I spent, like, the whole day just, like, watching drummers all day. Like, drummers way better than me, like, crazy drummers in huge bands. And um, I saw, um, well, I was, for, for, so for one thing, I was realizing, like, there's like there's like a very drummer thing there's like the very like pocketed drummer the really like or like the really gospel chops like drummer and i definitely mess around with those kinds of things and obviously that's a part of music but i feel like there's always people that do that thing really 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 well and they've been doing that thing really really well for a long time and Mm -hmm. i have been attracted for a while ever since i feel like discovering bands like um um alt j or like really interesting like sort of electronically influenced bands i kind of became so obsessed with like the idea of figuring out what i individually have to like say on the instrument because and Mm -hmm. and maybe even think about it different from an instrument because like rhythm right like what is like a beat right it's like a low sound and like a high sound and that's your beat so like what can you do with that and just like how can i express myself with that because i don't know maybe it's just that i thought I've thought less recently about the idea of like success or being like the biggest drummer and more just like playing music in a way that makes me happy or something. And I think I get happiest when I feel understood on the instrument. So I'm trying, I don't know if this sounds like cliche or like pretentious or something, but no. just like, I don't know, trying to figure out like how to express myself. Cause I feel like expressing myself and feeling understood or accepted for what I'm expressing is like the best feeling. And to me, that's kind of success in a way. So I don't know. Mm. I've I've gravitated more recently to that, and also, hey, you know, there's like electronic music is really big now, and all those samples and stuff, and I think it's just a blast to try to create those sounds on like a real kit. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean that's there, there's like, were you ever? Um, I mean, Darren King, I feel like was probably a little bit of a pioneer for our era of oh, music. For sure. I mean, I know there, I know there are guys before that, and there's probably someone who's going to be like. Rush, rush is Lord, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. Just make me feel dumb, but like, uh, I, I mean, I resonate with like the first time I saw Mute Math live, it like made me want to like pull at the time I had dreads, pull my dreads out of my head. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it was wild. I mean, same for know? me, Darren King. I mean, he's like, I don't think anyone's gonna argue that that guy is like amazing. Um, not only because he's he's a perfect mixture of all those things I'm talking about, right? That like feel, but also the chops, also super weird and interesting. Like he's just he's like just such a massive inspiration and mute math in general. I mean, all those guys. But um, yeah, I mean, for yeah. sure, Darren King was a big one for me. I remember I found this band called 
um, everything, everything when I was a kid. And there's a drummer for that band named uh, Michael Spearman. And like, he's super into like the hybrid drumming thing. And it's just like, it's so like groovy, but it's like groovy in a weird time signature, which is cool. Cause one thing I don't like about like some proggy stuff is like, you lose the feel that makes music feel good, you know? And I was always really attracted yeah. to guys that were doing really interesting or like really, really weird things, but making it feel really, really normal or something. It's something really beautiful about that to me that, and I think, yeah, guys like, you know, him or uh, Darren King or Tom Green from um, Alt-J, like all those guys, like they're like so good at that, making weird stuff sound sound normal and fun. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny too that you say uh, like proggy because I don't, I don't necessarily go there, but I can see why drums would go there because it's such a rhythmic thing. Also, if if you're listening and you're like, the hell is that proggy or referring to something as proggy is short for progressive and progressive Sage, correct me if I'm wrong. Progressive drumming is more affiliated with a genre of music called progressive music. And that'd be like dream theater and these crazy metal bands that have like 10 minute long songs that are all just super intricate, very like note rhythm heavy, like just as many notes as possible in the fastest amount of time. Yeah. 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 And like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And, but for me, like, and, and by the way, that is amazing. And in some ways, yeah. like, I love yeah. it. I admire it. There's even some artists like uh, Stephen Wilson or even like uh, King Crimson, you know, OG, OG, like Prague that I really, I do enjoy some of the records. Um, but I'm such a big fan of songs, you know, like just like a song yeah. with like a good feel and some great lyrics and like, you know, I don't know. And I think I'm so attracted to that. I'm not like a songwriter per se. I mean, obviously, like most musicians, I have written songs, but like, I don't think that's like my thing, you know, like, I'm not like an amazing writer, but I'm a, I'm just a fan. So when it comes time to like, collaborate with one of my favorite writers, like, that's where I want to go is just try to like, find an interesting way to kind of lay low in the track. Um, and, you know, let my voice be heard, but really just kind of support the song. Like, that's what's that's what I really enjoy doing. And when you get all that right, when everything is interesting, but it just feels right, that's like, to me, that's mm. like why I want to play music. <laughs> so that's really yeah. special. It's almost like, so, like if you watch, <clears throat> if there's like a really great chef who's making food and the food is just like absolutely insane. I mean, I don't know, maybe this is a bad analogy, but it's almost like you don't think, man, the chef prepared this really great. You're just like, oh my goodness, this is delicious. Right. Yeah, that actually, right? yeah, that, that actually like, makes total sense to me but yeah that's exactly what it is because people i mean musicians obviously like they're gonna dive into it a certain amount and i think you know there's that like sort of almost like nerdy stereotype to like the progressive or even that not even progressive i don't want to use that word too much but just that sort of like avant-garde right sort of like thing musicians love to really nerd out about it but i mean that's great when you're playing it and sometimes when you're listening to it but what i like to just listen to in a song is just like i don't know i don't want I don't always need to get that deep. You know, I don't always want to know how it was made. I just want to enjoy it for what it is. (laughs) Yeah. There's definitely like, like if I was like a baker, that would, that would bring me such deep sadness because I love food so much. And to know that one day I would hate food because all I did was make it. Yeah. Anything you (laughs) like, yeah. Like once you make something, your job, you just see it differently. Yeah. Which is impressive. If anyone can do, any job and still love it right like yeah sure probably hat, hat nod to them being made to do it or something right? yeah for sure <laughs> i mean and i think it's a you, that's something you have to kind of protect right because we all want to do what we love 
for money, you know, for whatever, so we can do it more. That's really the goal. Not so much the money, but just the fun doing it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so you get that, but then it's like hard to take care of that. Like I'll have albums mm. like that. I don't, I'll like deliberately try not to think too much about and dissect too much. So it stays like special to me. And I'll have even people, there's even like some of my biggest, like, you know, heroes of music, I wouldn't necessarily want to even work with. Cause I feel like it would maybe, uh, ruin mm. something that's very like important and special to me and my soul you know what I mean like I, I think you have to take precautions to keep those things like special and keep your love for them alive in a way almost like maintaining the essence of like awe and wonder, yeah for sure I mean it's a relationship like anything else right like you gotta take care of it and you know it's not yeah. full full blast all the time you know you gotta like make sure that everything's in its right place to keep it alive yeah wait says who bro I'm full blast <laughs> 100% <all> <laughs> So let me ask you then, I mean, this is kind of, you've sort of touched on it, but what have been some ways, even in moving here, right, in Nashville, where there's so much of, like, especially if you want to look for it, like, you could easily go to four shows in a night or something, you know, like, what have been some ways that you have protected yourself from, for lack of better terms, falling out of love with your Well, your so art? for me... um like a, a big part, because I'm in my own head a lot. Like anyone who knows me, you included, know that's just like my, that's just kind of my <laughs> brand. You know, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta think too much about everything. But, um, but yeah, I think like, so moving to Nashville is interesting for me because, and I think I'm not unique in this. I think a lot of times when you see people doing what you do, so say, you know, I play drums, moving to a city, the city with the most drummers and the most amazing drummers, it's easy to get down on yourself and be like, oh, and I think maybe the first couple of months, like, I think I did take a step back feeling like, oh, this is like, maybe I want to play drums, but it's not what I want to do with like my life. Because it's almost like a sense of fear kicks in where you're just like, oh, I don't know if I measure up to this. Um, and I mean, there's mm. people on either sides, but I have definitely known people who are so overly confident as well. And um, I think I'm happy to be on the side I'm, I'm at, not so much insecure, but just like aware, I suppose, of my shortcomings. And I think that's a benefit to me. And um, so my, my whole point to this is I think that whole thing we mentioned earlier, finding your voice, like trying to express yourself on an instrument differently than other people. Not only is it fun for me, but it's a necessary thing for me to sort of maintain that like value I see in not only myself as a musician, but like what I have to offer to an artist or a band, because uh, that's part yeah. of, to me, that's part of what, where my love of what I do as far as playing music fluctuates is feeling like there's a need for me in this industry, like a need for me to say something. And there's so many people saying Mm. so many things, like what is it that I can say that will merit me being here? Not that I need to, you know, justify that to anyone, but to justify it to myself, I need to constantly, not constantly, but, you know, remind myself like from time to time okay like that guy's doing his thing i don't always need to compare to that person or measure up to that person i mean i live in a city with where most of my favorite artists and bands live right so i can see most of my heroes by driving down to the end of the road and that can either be a really powerful inspiration or a really dangerous destructive mental game you know and um and I, yeah, for, yeah. for me keeping it alive keeping that love alive has been a process of uh adjusting and distancing myself when 
I'm getting, uh, I guess, when I'm getting too deep into something that can potentially overwhelm me, when I'm seeing too many things that are discouraging to me or too many people that are better than me or too many people that I feel like I can't measure up to or even just further along in their journey, it's important for me to pump the brakes and be like, hey, I'm on my own journey. I got my own people, my own stuff to say, and I'm just going to go and say that thing. So just a lot of like mental yeah. uh, pacing myself, I guess, mental. Yeah, I love that. Well, and like, so I, it's common for me to be like, well, I'm just, you know, our community helps too, right? Because if you have friends that care for you and they understand it, it's so easy, but not everybody lives in a heavily music centric or arts centric or industry centric yeah, for sure. city, right? And that's not an indictment one way or another, but it is a reflection on, on the importance of having people who can not, not only can you confide in, in like, ah, just feeling like not feeling it today. Right. But also people who would empathize and encourage you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. Like we're in a great situation because, you know, like we mentioned earlier, like you live a couple houses down from me. So I have really talented, inspiring people. I mean, I have, I mean, I live with, uh, sweet Max, who I think you've probably had on here. And, um, I, I live with that guy and he's like one of my favorite, you know, like, you know, writers, performers, like I, there's so many amazing like, inspirations around me yeah. that, like yeah. I said, I mean, my favorite artists are literally at the Publix right next to my house. Right. So it's great for me because <laughs> yeah. when I get, I can get down about those things or I can let those people lift me up. And the great thing is if you let them, most people really are trying to lift you up more than you think they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, it's mm. great. But yeah, I mean, you, I do think about like those, because I used to live on a hundred acre farm <laughs> uh, and that's when I started playing music and I was an hour away from any city and that's a different situation. It's hard to even like motivate yourself to really do much of anything. I think about some of the great yeah. people like Prince, right? Who's like one of the most iconic people who is not from like a music Mecca city. He was just like doing insane stuff, like, you know, teaching himself and just motivating himself and even like I think uh, someone mm. told me uh, 21 Pilots are from like rural Ohio or something. And I was like, man, people like that who have really no network of support, but they're just like so motivated and so talented out of the gate. And they just believe so much in it. Like I have so much respect for those people to be able to do that. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Massive. But hey, for whatever it's worth, it, we're all living on a hundred acres. Yeah, farm. true. Might as well. It's- except yeah, it's like exactly. feet. <laughs> I mean that's the thing is you're only I mean it goes back to the thing of being in your own head right like you're only as like isolated as you think you are because we have the internet like I you know we were talking uh the other day about you know like the like uh Windows uh 98 and um you know uh Yahoo uh Messenger and all that stuff <laughs> and it's like <laughs> Cause that's AIM, bro. Exactly. AOL Instant Messenger. It's funny because when I was living on a farm, like that's what I had. I think I had MySpace, but um, I also was on dial-up internet. I think I actually came. I think I Amazing. came to the Instant Messenger life a little late because I had dial-up. I think we probably had other stuff, but your boy was straight chilling in like 2008 with Yahoo Messenger or something. <laughs> <laughs> Where everyone's on AIM and you're like, man, I can't yeah, get like, a hold of anybody. Hello? Where are all my friends? Yeah. How am I going to fill my top, what was it, six? Yeah, where yeah. you could code you it could, to be nine or twelve? That's so funny. I, I, I thought about that for so long. 
Do you remember who was in your oh, top man. six or um, nine? For sure. <laughs> uh, so when I had that, I was building sets at a college. Sets for plays it was my first job uh, when I was like, a, I was like oh, cool. a too young to really have a job, but. I was doing, I really wanted to, so I really wanted to be like a carpenter when I was a kid. I still want to be a carpenter. That's like a, that's like a side goal. Um, but uh, yeah, I was building sets for plays and I think it was probably all those people and a girl I was dating at the time. It's probably who it was. <laughs> I love it. Which is a pre- which is pretty <laughs> random because I don't talk to any of those people anymore. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> unfortunately, man, I think that's how, yeah, that's how sure. it goes a lot of times. Life is weird. I'm pretty sure I had yeah, I was gonna have in my top six. I probably had girlfriend at the time because yeah. duh. Um and then it's funny, I still had a MySpace when I oh, met really? Natalie. Yeah. Which is like I remember like one of my one of the dudes that was in our wedding was like one of my best friends. Um he clicked Limon, what's up? He was on here like first guest. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I remember being like, yo, man, check this girl, bro. I think I'm going to like ask her out. And I showed him her MySpace page, bro. <laughs> That's like oh, the man, best story, dude. actually. Well, MySpace. I... <laughs> you know, MySpace is like, oh, like, you could blow your band up on MySpace. Remember that? It was almost like, um, that was almost like your, yeah, for sure. your resume, right? Or your, your yeah, PR yeah, packet like your, or whatever uh, the hell they uh, call it. Press kit or whatever. Yeah, press kit. Oh, it's not like I work yeah. in music or anything. It's embarrassing. Anyways, yeah, press kit. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. MySpace, <laughs> MySpace was kind of lit. Okay, like let's not even let's not even act like it wasn't. <laughs> Dude, don't front, man. You could change your yeah. background color. Once, to, like, I think it was pink. like I think it was like, uh, like um Arctic Monkeys or someone like blew up on MySpace, and then every other band was like, "Oh, we got to get all our stuff on MySpace right now." But I mean, yeah, oh yeah. My favorite thing too is like. Is when those bastards figure out how to make money, all of a sudden there's like a music player, yeah. and then there's like ads, and there's all this. It just got so crazy. Yeah, and you gotta remember, I was on dial-up, so that just slowed down my load time. <laughs> it's like I'm trying to talk to girls in my space, but their pages take 20 minutes to load. <laughs> like, what am I? <laughs> like, I gotta put all these. Damn yeah, what am I supposed to do? I can't see what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days. Oh, dude. I totally had my youth pastor oh, in my top nine. Hey, okay, that actually, <laughs> you know what? Actually, you, know, you mentioned I feel like that might have been a thing for thing for me and probably my whole family at that time, too. Uh, <laughs> forgot about that. Dude, you got you to gotta prove that, that, that your priorities are right, yeah. man. Youth pastor got to be yeah, up there. I mean, you know don't want to seem like, you know, you got anything, uh, you know, that, you know, like you're trying to hide. <laughs> Yeah, don't be suspicious, be bro. Don't to, be shady. Show up to Sunday service with a clean. Uh... <laughs> you... Yeah, bro, youth group dog. Wow, that's when I started playing drums. Was... <laughs> well, at the time I wasn't really? going to the services. Like, I think like some other people in my family were. So like, I was sneaking in, <laughs> like after hours to play the play the electronic kit, and then like someone from there was that's like, awesome. oh, you can't." play unless you come to the like the services and i was like i was i want to be punk rock so i was like well then i'm just not gonna i'm not even gonna do any of it then <laughs> just because i didn't want to be told what to do. <laughs> i had like a dog at the time and i was like you can't tell me what to do 
All I listened to was Green Day and The Offspring, which I thought were like the two <laughs> hardest bands at the time. Just, which is funny to me now because it was That's like, funny. you know, Green Day, like emo era. Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's like, it's a bummer to hear that, that churches, they were being assholes to you. Cause like, I feel like it, you know, people throw so much, uh, <laughs> as you would say, shade at, at like churches in general. But I know for me coming up, I, I started playing music really because it was an opportunity at church. Like it was a place to do it. It was like, you could, you could play in a band and be total dog shit, and that you you could come back oh, yeah. next week and do it uh, again. So I totally concede. I had the weirdest experience because, yeah, I mean the whole you know whole like gospel chops thing, right? Like that came about from guys playing, you know, in those bands, and like, you know, yeah, for sure. Most people I know, especially in like Nashville, you know, there's a lot of like you know Christian, you know, uh, culture here, which is great, which is awesome, and like all those guys and girls came up playing in that scene and like it's super super welcoming i was definitely in like a weird yeah. situation where i mean guys didn't like me or something because <laughs> yeah that's that's like not the normal the normal situation i remember being so surprised being like, yeah you know, you know this isn't happening to to you know anyone else i know why is it happening to me yeah well i'm sure i'm sure if you you don't have to look too hard to find plenty of horror stories i mean churches people yeah, whatever yeah. whole other conversation but i think i think more often than not though like it is definitely like i i've heard so many terrible musicians right, yeah. thanks to youth group <laughs> all right i, I was, was one of them sorry, start somewhere that just happens to be where a lot of people start yeah well and it's it's like in in many ways it's like a safe yeah. social construct right you drop your kids off at church or whatever on Wednesday night or whatever it is. And you go to whatever, or you go to service or something. I don't know, but you just know that your kid is going to be hopefully yeah. okay. Right. But then there's stuff for them to do. I don't know. But I was definitely like, so once I found music, I was more concerned about that than pretty much everything else. And it kind of helped guide friendships and choices and so on and so forth. Like, I was never cool, but I liked the music and I just did the music stuff and I didn't give a fuck about being cool, which kind of, kind of, yeah, that's so important, but especially like young finding like your thing, your culture, your like identity. It's like, uh, it helps you like stay out of trouble. Yeah, and, totally. and music was that for me too. I mean, even when I was living in the middle of nowhere, like all of my friends at the time were like the musician people that I thought were the coolest. And it like it gives you a, a place to go and like a, it's, you know, a sense of, uh, you know, like purpose when you're a kid. That's why I love like teaching still, yeah. like helping it's... kids or even, you know, not kids, but mm. people that, you know, it's such a sense of like confidence and like purpose and like you belong when you have, when you have something that you love and you have people that love that thing with you. It's such like a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I mean, I don't get it, but I understand the appeal for like team sports and yeah. Um, you know, other stuff like that, I suppose, have our league play, right? Like a bunch of old fat dads who want to play some bowling yeah. or whatever. Like, I get it. You know, like it's this thing you can do together. It's on a regular basis. You got your homies, you know, and it's something to do that is like sanctioned to a degree where it's not like slinging <laughs> crystal in your blunt or whatever it is. <laughs> that was going to get me every time. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I totally get you. I mean, sports for me too. I played basketball for a bit, but I never totally got it. I always really, really wanted to get it for that exact reason. There's such a sense of like, you know, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's just like music or really anything else. I mean, there's a whole culture around it. That's like a really beautiful thing that I, I just, I, I, for one, people who haven't seen me, I'm like six, four, really skinny. <laughs> just wasn't the most athletic person. And I was just bad at sports, but, um, but, uh, the other thing was, I just didn't totally like have the love of it that I had for, you know, playing drums or, or music or something. But yeah, I, I, I get why, I mean, everyone's got to find their, yeah. their, their place to belong. I'm always jealous of those people who have like a bunch of those things. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you should be. I mean, I, I, I would, I would say in the same light, you know, there's a lot of things that people do that they're their shorter seasons of their life, right? And within the season of our life that we're in now, yeah, la la, whatever. But music is has been like a pseudo constant from for your life from your younger yeah. years to present, and probably I would wager would continue far, far into the yeah, or maybe probably, even yeah. arguably the rest of your life, right? To some capacity. So, yeah. like, I mean, I obviously can't see the future, but I I would speak for myself and say. I found music and I never yeah. could run away from it completely. You know, like m- music has been injected into every facet of my life. Like it basically changed every decision from then on. Like I, I stopped doing martial arts when I was a kid because I wanted a bass right. instead of paying for that shit. Like I, I made certain friends because I played music. Like I, like going to school for music meant not doing, you know, like everything because of that, which isn't even, even sports aside, like a lot of guys who go to play ball in college or something like that, they end up getting injuries or they go just for the scholarship or what they end up, you know, becoming doing something else. Cause there's only so much right, room yeah, yeah. in the pros. Right. Whereas, whereas music kind of transcends yeah. that. Yeah, or it can, right? I mean, there's there's room for everybody and there's room for all ages and pretty much all kinds of stuff. And, and I think that's part of what attracted me to it. Because, I mean, especially, and I think that's common in artists. It's like that feeling of being an outsider in a way um, where you're attracted mm. to a culture made up of counterculture. You know what I mean? And that's not a shade at like sports or anything at all. Like obviously there's room for everyone there too. But I just mean like as a kid, I perceived that as like, the popular cool kids and I felt like the counterculture. So I wanted to go hang out with the weirdos <laughs> and I feel like it drew me into that. And the idea that <laughs> you could be whatever you wanted and you could be any kind of age, any kind of whatever body type, any kind of whatever, it just like it fit uh, with what I felt like I was looking for at the time. And, you know, when you find something that when you find your, your home, you tend to stay there. And I think that's probably why people like me and you will be, yeah, we'll be doing this for the rest of our lives. I didn't know though that you, did martial arts first because i know you're big into that now yeah i mean i'm a big like jujitsu guy now uh but i i had a stint of doing like a type of martial arts when i was younger i did it for a couple of years that that probably was the thing that kind of first turned me around in regards to focusing like because i used to have uh i used to take ritalin i technically was diagnosed with add when i was a kid so i was all over the place and martial arts really helped me learn to like, just learn to focus and kind of control myself. But yeah, no, I basically was like, yeah, I mean, this is cool, but I'd rather yeah, play for sure. I mean, I I, did, uh, <laughs> I think it was Taekwondo for a little bit as a kid. I got 
whatever the second belt was. I think it was like yellow or something. Uh, I don't know. I have zero confidence in like American Taekwondo. I'm sure if you do that yeah. shit in China, you're like a badass. But here, I totally you're just paying to teach your kids how to get like, beat up. Hey, I didn't really want to keep doing it. My parents didn't want me to keep doing it. <laughs> they were just like, I don't really know what you're actually like doing here. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. But it seemed cool at the time. You just got your uh, uh, black belt, didn't you? Scary. Uh, yes, Scary sir. <laughs> no. No. no that never. Is hugs. That oh, is no. super awesome. But anyways. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's cool. It's weird and it's cool. And I'm grateful. But yeah, I mean, I've been doing jujitsu. I took like a year off. Technically, well, I've been in it for about 11 years. Uh, but I took a year off when I moved to Nashville because I couldn't find a gym. Yeah, but I've been training for Instagram 10 years. So your black belt. And I was like, really? I mean, obviously, that's a huge deal. But like, I was wondering because I didn't know how long you had been doing this. So I was like, I didn't really know. But you've been through like quite a journey with that. You said, what, almost 12 years, you said? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 11, really. Wow. Like, I started yeah, in 09. Which is weird. I mean, there's yeah. not a lot of, outside of music, right? I mean, I've been doing jujitsu technically wow, longer is, than yeah. I've been married, which is kind of weird. Yeah, it's just not a lot of things we do that long. And the, I guess, the the belt is cool because it's a symbol, right, of the amount of work that you've put in for something. Like you didn't get a special golden symbol exactly, when you've been yeah. playing drums for ten yeah. years. Yeah, you know, that, like, yeah, that's. I think that is for most people, like in our culture anyway. That's the significance of it. Like it's a a sign of like your dedication and the discipline that it took to get to that level, which is, is cool. It's really awesome. Thanks, man. Well, anyways, uh, dude, we've been, we've been, we've been wrapping oh, yeah. on this, uh, this train for a hot minute now. Uh, Heck yeah. how about we wrap yep. it up? Now? I mean, uh, before we go, Sage, why don't you let us, uh, let I mean, it's mostly Instagram for me these days. I, I had a website, then the website, went down putting the website back up but yeah pretty much uh stage of all drum lessons um on instagram is a good place to figure out what i'm doing and if i'm touring with anyone or anything like that so yeah just hit me up on there all right well guys sage duval uh thank you so much for coming on thanks for chatting thanks for asking great questions it's been a it's as always it's been a joy and a pleasure all right bye yeah dude